Hello, and welcome to the QUB GP Society podcast. This series is entitled Common Conditions in General Practice and is aimed at medical students. We will be discussing some of the most common conditions that you see in a primary care setting in terms of their pathology, presentation, diagnosis and management. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can see all of our latest episodes and also check out our society on social media so that you can keep up to date with news and events. But for now, on to today's episode. My name is Radhika Galati and I'm one of the education officers of the Queen's University Belfast GP Society. Thank you for joining our podcast. We aim for these podcasts to be a valuable learning resource for medical students in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. All of our podcasts will be short, bite-sized revision style sessions for you to revise key concepts and conditions that are commonly found in primary care. And today's subject will be back pain. Lower back pain is one of the most common presenting complaints in general practice. 60% of adults experience back pain at some point, with 20% of patients going on to consult their GP and back pain estimating to cost the UK over £1.6 billion. The etiology of back pain is varied, ranging from largely benign causes to serious pathology. The most common type of back pain is known as non-specific back pain. This type of back pain is benign and it arises from muscular and ligamentous strain. Risk factors for this type of back pain include obesity, physical inactivity, occupational factors such as heavy lifting and psychosocial factors such as depression. The etiology of back pain may also be more specific. For example, ankylosing spondylitis is a type of inflammatory arthritis that commonly leads to lower back pain and stiffness in young men. Symptoms are often worse in the morning and improve with exercise. Patients with ankylosing spondylitis may also present with extra-articular features, such as apical lung fibrosis and anterior uveitis, as well as other conditions linked to the HLA-B27 gene, such as psoriasis and inflammatory bowel disease. Sciatica is another common cause of back pain and is caused by compression of the nerve roots in the spine, mostly at the L4-L5 or L5-S1 level. Sciatica should be suspected if the pain is unilateral and radiates to the lower limbs. Most commonly, the back pain is less severe than the leg pain and patients may have numbness, tingling or muscle weakness in a dermal tomal pattern. On examination, the patient will have a positive straight leg test where, with the patient lying down on their back, raising the leg while straight causes pain. This compression of the nerve roots in sciatica might be caused by a herniated intervertebral disc, spondylolithiasis, where a vertebrae slides forward and distorts the shape of the spine, or spinal stenosis, which is narrowing of the spine. The latter typically causes pain in the buttock and lower limb area that is eased by leaning forward. It is also important to note that intra-abdominal pathology, such as peptic ulcer disease, or kidney stones may also present as lower back pain.
Less commonly, the etiology of back pain might be more serious. Spinal cord compression is an important differential to rule out, where the spine is compressed by bone fragments, a primary or metastatic tumour, or even an epidural abscess. It presents with localised back pain that is exacerbated by increased abdominal pressure. So, for example, coughing, sneezing or straining. If the lesion is below L1, this can lead to cordial syndrome, where there are bilateral lower motor neuron signs, perianal numbness and bladder, bowel and sexual symptoms, for example, impotence. This is a medical emergency and if not recognised, can lead to permanent bladder and urinary problems, as well as paralysis. The following section will cover the assessment of back pain in primary care. The assessment of back pain starts with taking a thorough history. When assessing back pain, it's important that you go through your Socrates mnemonic, covering all aspects of the pain, from the location to the timing of the pain. Following this, you might want to inquire about specific symptoms associated with common causes. For example, eye symptoms with ankylosing spondylitis. It is also important to ask for the presence of key red flag symptoms that may indicate a more serious pathology, such as leg weakness, urinary and bowel symptoms, risk factors for immunosuppression and trauma to the spine. Back pain can also be hugely debilitating and within your social history it is critical to assess the impact of symptoms on the patient's life, including their mood, home and work life and activity levels. After taking a history, you should examine the patient, observing their gait, looking for any obvious deformities and carrying out a full neurological examination. You may also want to use the START back tool to stratify a patient's individual risk of being disabled by their back pain and this can help you guide how intensive your support and management should be in the primary care setting. Generally, it is not recommended to routinely x-ray the spine unless there is a suspicion of a specific pathology that may show an x-ray, such as a fracture. The following section will deal with the management of lower back pain and is based on guidelines from the National Institute of Health and Care Excellence. Focusing on the management of non-specific back pain, this can be dichotomized into lifestyle and medical management. Lifestyle measures may include back support with a cushion and applying heat to the local area. It is important to encourage patients to stay active and to resume normal activities, including work. With these measures, most episodes of non-specific back pain will resolve within four weeks. Risk factors for prolonged pain include psychosocial distress, maladaptive coping strategies such as avoidance of movement and catastrophizing. Patients who are at high risk of being disabled by their back pain, as identified by the START back tool, may require more intensive support by GPs such as referral to a group exercise programme or physiotherapy input. Going on to the medical management, some patients require analgesia to manage their pain. In line with the World Health Organisation Pain Management Ladder, a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug 
such as ibuprofen or naproxen, should be offered alongside gastroprotection. It is important to note that paracetamol should not be used alone for back pain and response to treatment should be regularly reviewed. To close the consultation, even if you suspect a benign cause of back pain, it is important to always safety net, telling the patient to seek help if they experience any red flag symptoms or if the symptoms are persistent or worsening. If a more serious cause of back pain is suspected in the primary care setting, you should seek specialist assessment and arrange for the patient to be admitted to hospital immediately. With conditions such as ankylosing spondylitis, you may want to refer a patient to a rheumatologist to confirm the diagnosis. But in the meantime, you may consider prescribing a non-steroidal with gastroprotection. That brings us to the end of today's podcast on back pain. In summary, back pain is a common symptom observed in primary care. While it is typical ligamentous and muscular in origin, more specific causes of back pain include ankylosing spondylitis, disc prolapse and corduroquinus syndrome, among others. The assessment of back pain should incorporate a thorough history exploring the impact of symptoms on the patient and inquiring about key red flag symptoms. Finally, management of non-specific back pain should involve both lifestyle and medical management with the aim of keeping patients active. We hope you have enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you have any ideas, suggestions or feedback, don't be afraid to get in touch with us via email gp-sock at qub.ac.uk Our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram accounts are regularly updated with all essential information from our society. Thanks for listening and goodbye.